What is happening, everyone? Once again, you are in the Republic of Gaming podcast. This is a special show we have for you tonight. It is the 8-bit special, and the theme for this show is retro. So I'm going to bring the guys in, introducing to the camera, Mr. Paddy Toner. Well, let's like that. How are you, Or Ronan? We have Kevin. Evening. How's everyone doing? We have Fano. Me again. Just me. And the mysterious Platinum Jack. What's happening, Jack? Yo, everybody. <laughs> how, are you, how are you doing, everyone? Platinum, Good. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, nobody, see, uh, nobody sees me anymore. <laughs> You've been hiding out, trying to get a few Platinums. That's yeah. what makes me mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll kick the show off. This is uh, a I haven't gotten any show. in a while, actually. This is a, a retro show, so we're, what we're going to do is we're going to kick the show off with a question, and that is your best or worst retro gaming moment ever. So, Fano, let's throw it to you first. I think you've, you, you'll probably have a good one for this section. Uh, well, I remember, like, the, my best retro gaming moment probably was, like, does anyone remember how difficult Sonic and Knuckles was? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the first time you finished it? No, I never finished it. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be my greatest. Uh, but my worst has to be when I was like 10, 11 or 12 when we first got the PS2 and I didn't have a memory card. And I had Devil May Cry. It was the first game I ever got on the PS2. And I left on the PlayStation overnight because, you know, no memory card. And my sister turned it off to plug in her hairdryer the next morning. And... Uh, I had about two missions left. Oh. So that was definitely the worst one for me. Yeah, that is that's something that we really don't have to deal with in this day and age. You have the cloud saves, and you know your system can save as much process progress as you as you do. Um, I have a similar situation on that, but I'll let the guys go first on this one. Kevin, let us know your best or worst retro well, gaming moment. I'm gonna go one each, like, uh, but uh, my best has to be when I got my PS2 because. It had came out the 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 October of the year before. So there was the first Christmas where there was no chance I was getting it, but then the Christmas after, where it was the big, big toy that Christmas. And my brother and my mother had scoured every shop in the country and could not find it. And they had told me a couple of days before Christmas, we can't get this. I'm sorry. And I said, that's grand. I understand. I can wait till January, February. They said, that's fine. Christmas Day, come down. There's my mother and my brother. We got the bloody thing. <laughs> me absolutely freaking out. But uh, deadly. One of my worst has to be when my neighbor got Pokemon Blue, and he had gotten through about six or seven gyms. And uh, I said, "Oh, can I have a go?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, just start a new game. You can make an extra save game." And then we both figured out you can't make extra save games on a Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the hard oh, way, Did you delay it, Kev? Oh, I did, yeah. He wasn't even <laughs> mad because he told me to do it. <laughs> Jack, let us know your best or worst moment, or both. One of my best that actually sticks out in my mind was back when I... And it's actually the two-in-one memory. It was back when I first played Pokemon Crystal. And it's the last tunnel just before the eighth gym leader. I can't remember the name of the tunnel. And I got two or three hours getting through it. Because I just couldn't find my way through. 
So after that, I managed to get out and I was delighted with myself. That was the best part. <laughs> the worst part was, is I'd been playing it so much, the batteries were nearly dead. <laughs> and I didn't even get a chance to save it. <laughs> but the whole way through it again. <laughs> so did you get through it again or did you just leave it be? Or I left it be for about a night and then went back to the, the next day and completed it about half an hour. <laughs> but it was the heartbreak of losing that progress and having to oh. it's never as special the second time around is it no it's once you've beaten it once you kind of know where you need to go and you just fly through it most of the time the mystery is lost then paddy what is your favorite gaming retro moment or worst uh, well i don't know if anyone's ever played for ghouls and ghosts for the snes Great yeah. game. What is it about that game that makes it famous? It's difficult as they come. <laughs> it is very, very hard. The, the, the first level of that game is so well known because nobody can get through the first level of that game. <laughs> so the best thing about that, that, I'd say that my happiest time was getting through the first level. And the, the way you defeat, you defeat that game is getting through the whole game twice. And there was not a chance of that ever happening to me. <laughs> But it was a great game. I'd say the worst thing whatever was for me for gaming was Pokemon Blue. Again, Kevin mentioned it. But what happened was I got through the first tr- three gyms. It was time for bed. My mother says, give us a go at that. She took a shot and finished the whole thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> she stayed, stayed, up, stayed up the whole night and played it right through. And that was it. She finished it before I did. Battery's I dead got- and everything in the game, but... <laughs> That was it. So I have have a lot of great moments that I can remember. Um, A lot of them are actually my brother. But the one that I want to talk about that sticks out in my mind the most is playing through the first CD, I think, of Resident Evil 2. Um, I, I just, when I got that game first, like I was pretty young when I got it, and I remember renting it out of a video box my mother used to work workout we used to we used to be able to rank games and pick as many as we wanted and i remember getting resident evil 2 and seeing that black case and just freaking me the hell out and i played through it it took me an awful long time and i just remember every day just getting killed going back to it again getting killed but i ended up getting through that first cd and that to me was like one of the greatest achievements that i had achieved in my gaming youth years um, so that's the one that really sticks out. The worst for me, and a lot of my friends will know this one, is when when I used to go, I used to go into my mother's every weekend um, because my father was totally against gaming. So like when when I was in my father's, I was not allowed to game. But one day he said, you know what? Grab the Sega and bring it bring it over to the house, and you can play whatever. So I I grabbed the Sega, brought it in my backpack, and set it up on my father had this really awesome TV. Now it was one of those box TVs; you wouldn't even look at it at this day and age. But he had made a cabinet, and the cabinet was about maybe five foot high, and the TV stood on top of this cabinet. And I remember waking up at six o'clock in the morning and going downstairs for some reason, getting up at six o'clock in the morning as a kid, it was nothing to me. So I went downstairs and I pulled the telly forward a little bit. I had the Sega on the ground and I pulled, pulled the TV just a tiny bit forward so I could get in and start plugging in the cables. 
but my father had not attached the wheels at the bottom so one of the wheels actually buckled and because i was so young i didn't have the strength the tv started to literally slide like this and i remember like screaming and i was the only one there and i, I nearly jumped in front of it like i would have killed myself because the weight of this thing but it came down and smashed half of the sega and what was worse than getting your sega smashed as a whatever 12 or 13 year old was all the all the player one side was broke and only player two would work so what you'd have to do to get a game is if you wanted to play streets of rage you had to set up two player game make sure player one died and then you were allowed to continue on but some games didn't even have two player and um, so it, it ended up a case that it was just literally forgotten about until i got my my ps1 but that's the one that that broke my heart as a kid um, and still to this day it was like i just remember slow motion the tv falling off and yeah that was that was my my worst retro gaming moment um, the, t the tvs were big back then too they were they were monster and i mean i was i was behind the holding it and i was putting all my force and it was coming at the exact same pace and it was just not stopping and then the smash my father woke up he was like what the hell like you're never playing video games again and blah blah, blah. so i rebelled and i got my mom to buy me a, a ps1 and that was an, another great moment is getting my ps1 so that's uh that's greatest and worst retro moments from from us we'll go to the section that we usually have is what we're playing now this time is a little bit different it's obviously going to be retro and i want to give it to maybe fano first you you said you were playing something before um before the show what what game have you been playing retro I've, style i've actually been going through a couple of retro games at the moment because i just have the, the sega mega drive collection uh this right here oh and nice more um so uh but the one that sticks out I, I streamed one last week and that didn't really work and then i streamed another one but the one that i'm most disappointed that i'm not good at is shinobi okay and, that's I, very I, difficult that game I remember getting really far in it as a kid. I was like, oh, I'm so much better at games now. Look, I'm going to fly through this. This is going to be simple. And I was like, I even remembered the infinite Shryuken cheat. And I was like, I'm going to go at this and like, I'm going to be way ahead of it. I don't even need the cheat. I was like, is that Revenge of Shinobi? Yeah, yeah, Revenge yeah. of Shinobi. Okay. Um, that and Shinobi Trier on that. But uh, I was like, God, nowhere. I got like to the second boss and I was like, oh my God, this game. <laughs> this game has just ruined my life. Is there save states on that collection? There is, yeah, but I, you're just, just only reminded me there, so that kind of ruined my night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> no worries. Come back next week when you've cleared Shino read the revenge of Shinobi. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I know you can do it. Hopefully. Paddy, what have you been playing? I've been playing some Lilac Wars. Did you ever play that? No, I can't. What, what's it called? Lilac Wars on the N64. I was going to say the N64. Can't say I've ever yeah. played that one. With Fox. And the, you're you're driving the airplane, the jet, if you want to call it. Did you ever play okay. it? None of you, none of you have played it. No, I've I've heard of it. I've never played it. it it's it's like Star Fox. Isn't it just it? Basically it, Star Fox. It, it is Star Fox. Yeah, it is Star Fox. It's a remake of Star Fox. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm disappointed. Please don't play this game. <laughs> uh, you're basically flying through, to, and there's someone trying to take over the uh, yes, the, the, all these different empires. And you're go, um, flying a jet, shooting down things. It's brilliant. I go, anyone should go play it. I can't be simply. You can actually get through the whole game without dying once and beat it. But it takes a lot of training to get to that stage. But it's definitely like it's about, I'd say it's about 10 hours in it. 
but it's a great game. No, I have definitely heard of it, but I just I've never played it before. Yeah, it's it's, it's Star Fox set, set in it's just on the N sixty four. This is a remake. I mean, nice. I mean do, you, do you know about Star Fox? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm playing Light It's a Godsmack, actually. No, definitely put that up on the the community page because I'll I'll check that one out. I haven't played it or even heard of it. I I didn't know it. Was, it's kind of a spin off to Star Fox, is it? Yeah, but it's yeah, it's just on the N sixty four. It is still Star Fox on the on his team and stuff. That's great. I'll check that one out. Kev, what have you been playing? You're usually diving into a bit of retro. Well, actually, last week's podcasts, I I genuinely couldn't get it out of my head. All that Street Fighter stuff. So I went back and played, tried to play the single player through of uh, Street Fighter Two. Oh, nice! Because I remember yeah, playing I, it in like the arcade when I was a kid. Yeah, how did that go? How many levels did you get through? <laughs> uh, a fucking what's his name? The the sumo E Honda. I could never beat him with that no. silly fast hand moves. Always get stuck on him. In the original version, that was fine. In the turbo version, he could move and do that. Oh, like, no. okay. He can move a lot, or do it. Does he doesn't do like a little hop along and come towards you? Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like he just skids along the screen, but. Uh, that just made it impossible. I remember playing, uh, what was this, a few months or a couple of years ago. It was one of the later ones, Street Fighter 3 or 4 or 5. I can't remember which one it was. But uh, one, our nephew Patrick's little brother, Jake, he had found with Zangief there was actually a trick where he could keep doing the same move over and over again, just trap us in the corner. <laughs> he won every single game that way. Yeah, the, the button basher. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder That's if it. Can you play it competitively, just button bashing? I wonder, can you make it even to semi-finals by bush button bashing? It has <laughs> to be a technique. It has to be technique. Like you have to, you have to walk in there and just be a button basher, and everybody's gonna hate you. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> even know how to play. Yeah, yeah. Found the club, but I'm winning over and over again. That's gonna be a Celtic throwdown. Oh, <laughs> with Jackie there, is he still there? I think he's gone. I don't know. Is Jack gone or is he still there? Jack seems to have left the that's, building. Mysterious that's Jack. That's oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. So, Jack, Where's what retro game have you been playing? I know you haven't been playing much recently, but what is the, the last retro game you've played? And yeah, we can't hear you, Jack. You're lagging. He's, he's, he's uh, gone. We can hear you now, Jack, I think. Can you hear me now? Yeah. The Joker lives, huh? No, Jack is in and out. He's having technical difficulties. He's, so he's I'll, uh, I'll talk about my next game. The the Poor game I went with is home. because I I created um, like an emulator station. I have a couple of games that I could go back to. A couple of games that I have hard copies of that I like to play every so often. And the one that I went back to because I never completed when I was younger is Lion King, um, the video game. Oh, uh, God. Yes. Yeah. Now, the thing I'll say about that is it's it's very difficult. It's a very difficult game. But I, I also think it's it's fair, and it is actually a great platformer. Um, and I always found that the way that you grow um, with each level, I, th I thought that was amazing as a kid. And doing doing the levels and seeing him grow into an adult uh, is just it's still a great mechanic to have and something that was so small and not not a lot of games do that um retro games like you evolve as you pass through the game um 
I got as far, where did I get as far as? There's a part where a really difficult mission where you have to kind of, you're getting chased by, is it ostriches or flamingos or something or other? There's this funky music. Um, Just Can't Wait to Be King, I believe, is the is the song that's Should playing. Tune. Yeah. And <laughs> just everything about that game, I think it really it really does hold up as being one of the greats. I think like it, it was probably one of the best selling games on the Sega at, at one stage or another. Um, but I went back to play that and I had a hell of a time. Now save states are a God's a God's gift when it comes to retro, because I don't know how we did it back then. I know not knowing what you know now is, <laughs> is always key, but I, uh, I really enjoy that game. Anyone else play Lion King and enjoy it or I don't remember it. No? I, I've, I've played it I know how hard it is but that that and Aladdin were like on level par as hard for the Sega Mega Drive they were ridiculously hard games Aladdin, like, they, they were they were supposed to be aimed at kids as well like Aladdin was really really fun that was a great it was. game the, the two of them games and I think a lot of Disney games were amazing back then we talk about yeah. video games and um, movies being turned into video games wasn't that great but Retro really did a good job in that. We had some great Terminator games. I think there was Robocop games. It was kind of the thing back then, though, wasn't it? To turn it like the franchise into a video game, especially with the likes of the NES. And yeah, turn it, it turn it into a platformer, and yeah, and it, it, I think it worked better than I, some of the, the the movie video games that we see to, even in today's market. It's probably a lot harder to get the licenses these days for that. There'll be a lot more money in it to, to turn to turn films and games back then i'd say it was a great promotional tool i just don't they won't really do it that much anymore does anyone remember x-men on the sega that was brilliant was that the was that the fighting game no it was like a platformer where you could go through the cast for different okay. parts but you'd need different members and stuff and i just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah i do remember that and the level no go on Sorry. buddy and the level was set up for, for character. So basically, like if you're if you're going along and you had to climb up a wall, you use the right character, and it was great. It was a brilliant game. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember the X Men game that was it was a was it Children of Atom or something? I believe it was called. You don't remember that game? It was no, I, I think no. it was an arcade game, but they um, they brought it over to one of the consoles, and it was it was really good. I have that on on uh, the emulator as well and it's what i love about those fighting games is the art style really holds up even the old street fighter games the art style is just still to this day playing the new one obviously you get the the added effect of it being you know next gen but i think the old ones still hold up with i've hit hitting the point of the art side of the old games where like mario and the likes that really really hold up these days like you can go back and play them and it just feels natural but if yeah. you go back and play like a ps1 game it's like jesus yeah. <laughs> what, what happened here well you can see that they were changing the way it was supposed to happen but like the, the old as you said the old art styles really really held up over time i think one of the reasons why ps1 doesn't really hold up as much is because there's so much going on yeah exactly on the yeah. screen and with the older games they were limited and yeah they, they you know they had less to work with and therefore there wasn't so much clutter no. on on the screen no, well ps1 was changing the game you know what i mean they were kind of trying to go a different path and it worked in the end so you just yeah. get, like you have to kind of give ps1 the respect that it deserves but like yeah. it, it definitely is the nintendo and our style disney holds up better but the ps2 got better and ps3 and ps4 
Yeah, I think even, that. Um, oh, go on. No, sorry. no, go on, Shem. Sorry, I was, was going to say that the indie gaming scene, like the way it is currently, where everyone's doing platformers and everyone's making platformers, like Unraveled and stuff like that. Like games like that, if you put them two D and put them on the Sega Mega Drive, they'd look at home there as the same as what they do now on the PS4. And the likes of uh, I don't want to say it again, but Bloodstained or Shovel Knight or all these other games are uh, these could have all been on the Mega Drive, the SNES, and they would have held up just as well as they do now. But that's saving retro gaming as well, the yeah. the rebirth of the indie scene. Definitely. I think we have we're in a, such a good stage now where we have retro style games being brought up. We have we always talk about a bro force, games like that that still keep that style, but just are just as good now as they were then. Um, and like that, the art style holds up ridiculously well, and it shows the fact that they're still doing it in this day and age. Side-scrolling platformers are, are fun. Like, I enjoy the shit out of them. Metrovania style. Fantastic. What's that? Sorry. I said Shovel Knight is fantastic. Shovel Knight it's... is one of, the, one of the games of the generation, without a shadow of a doubt. It's, I think the hardest I, 2D... Oh, go on. Sorry. Sorry, go on. You're like, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the hardest 2D platformer that I've ever played is Rayman. The first Rayman is impossible. Oh, wow. It's a difficult one. It's so difficult. Um, beautiful art style and that. That was actually a, a kind of a, a step forward to the, the 8-bit, 16-bit um, genre. That art style was... I think they still use, they use the exact same art style in Rayman as they did in the, the original. I'm nearly certain they do. They kind of just change how the backgrounds work. The backgrounds yeah, are yeah. more cell shaded now. That's the only difference, really. Yeah, they have more going on, but like the the core of what them games are 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 the same. And I think that that speaks volumes for that style of game. Um, so the next bit we're going to talk about is the the star of the show is the Epic Conference, which is happening this weekend. If you haven't got your ticket, please go over to epicconference.com, grab a ticket there. Republic of Gaming is going to be there. We're going to be doing a podcast on the Sunday. We're just going to be talking to vendors and guests, and hopefully some of the community will come over and interact with us. And we we just want to have some fun at it. We're going to go and enjoy the event as well as everyone else, but we want to you no, know, we want to have some fun with the community. Um, Paddy, if you want to if you want to go over what is exactly going to be there and um, what sort of vendors are going to be there. Yeah, well, I start. Uh, Graham from Abit let me know the starting off the, the most important thing that the the special needs will be will have early access and they'll have a comfort zone, so that's great. And the charity ICHH will be on site to collect funds for the homeless in Dublin, so that's the most important thing, obviously, at the start of the event. Next thing is to have fun, and what's going to be at it. <laughs> uh, Downstairs, there's going to be arcades. If you're at last year, probably know you're you probably played them. But the whole room is just arcade machines, and you can play thousands of games on it. And I'm going to kick someone's ass in Street Fighter, hopefully. I'm going to. Bet and then we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that. I call you. And then you call it, No, you're not. Uh, and then we have the museum. I did, we used that. Who was that last year? Ronan, you were at last year, weren't you? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, uh, yeah fantastic. Did you get a chance? Did you get a chance to go down to the to the museum? 
I did I, I did absolutely everything there last year. And the one yeah. thing I will say about just the atmosphere seemed to be they hit everything just brilliantly there. Everyone yeah. was having fun. What I loved most about it was there was kids there that knew more about Mario than I did. And I was like, hold on no a second. Oh, yeah. What am I missing here? <laughs> like how how do kids know more about these these video characters that were out, you know, years ago? But they do seem to have a, a really good following yeah. there. I hope that it's going to be twice, if not three times as big this year. The museum is great. You go in, there's there's displays, and the guys that are running the museum will talk to you. and give oh, the, you... the knowledge that them lads have oh, is ridiculously bad. It's, they, they, they did a panel as well, and I, I think you watched it as well, and it was just knowledge. And I was just like sitting there gobsmacked about the stuff they came out with. They're actually into... Uh, modding old NESs and SNESs and stuff and the stuff they can do with the things that, and they had like a HD NES and it looked phenomenal as you say his name like is Khan isn't it yeah Khan yeah, is yeah we had Khan? him on the podcast there we had a chat with him really really cool guy will answer yeah. any questions you have and just want like enjoys being there I don't think that's he's a fanatic of the retro scene. Like he, that's why he's doing the game museum. They have so much stuff to see, like old collectibles that you never see. They've got, like I know a lot of people don't like it, but they, you know, the ET copies that a lot of them got destroyed. Yeah, have yeah. a couple of copies. You have a couple of copies then boxed up. Like he's some fantastic stuff. They also, what else do they have up there? The, upstairs as well. There's going to be load of vendors. We've got a big list of them here. Ape Creations, which is Donna. She's very talented. She makes hand everything's hand created so you get pictures i got uh, a joker picture off her last year which i still have it there in their old house she makes um everything to do with mario and then we've got game freeze it's a retro store i think i'm nearly sure she's based in you know i hope it's wexford but she she has a lot of stuff she was at the the gaming market that i had actually as well she sells everything that's if you're a retro collector this is the place to go and top up the collection and talk to other retro collectors because there's going to be a serious amount of vendors there. The Rage is going to be there as well. Everyone knows who the Rage is. In Dublin, if you if you can get to visit them, go visit them. They have a massive selection as well. Retro Ralph, my, my friend Amy, she, she's great. She has a website there as well. She has a serious collection. She was at one of the main ones last year. <clears throat> and I presume she's going to have a fantastic selection again. Uh, the Bernie Art Mart, uh, like a flower, like a rock flower. Trust Game is going to be there. Uh, they sell all PC, I don't know, gaming mats, laptops, mouses, a lot. They're great. James Martin, uh, another retro gaming vendor. And another person's going to be there. Uh, gaming t-shirts going to be, I'd say you can ask them to print off a t-shirt there at the, at the event. It's going to be... Another thing to mention about Apes is, is the atmosphere. To me, the atmosphere is is I don't know on par with anything. It's so so relaxing. I I think that what makes it such a good event is the cosplayers that are running around and having the crack with everyone. There's go like uh, the Gilded Nerds are going to be there. They were there last year. Put on a fantastic show. Do a masquerade. Do a competition. They really get involved. Bring the kids up, have pictures with them, you know, do everything that do that you want to do with the event, just to bring the kids and let them experience the retro for what it is. <coughs> Are you gonna dress up? Anyone dressing up? 
I'll be wearing my Republic of Gaming t-shirt if that's what you <laughs> want to call dressing up. <laughs> uh, what else to say about Apis? Oh, they, I think they said that they're... Oh, yes, my favourite game is going to be there. And it's not quite retro. It is Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I could feel it coming as well. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> uh, Gamer Van is going to be on site. Paul Malone, he's uh, he's going to be there outside the venue and he's going to be able to play in competitions, uh, duos and squads. I know it's not quite retro, but everybody wants to play Fortnite. <laughs> uh, what else? A quick, quick announcement from me. If anyone, we'll have a... We'll have a oh, no, here comes, here comes the alpha. Right, go. We have a... <laughs> <laughs> we will have a PlayStation set up at our table, and if anyone can beat me in a singular game of FIFA, I will have a free T-shirt and a couple of goodies for you. Um, so if you're out there and you think you're better than me at FIFA, bring it on. He also, oh, I am adding this now to it. He also has to do a public apology to the person for being bet by them. <laughs> On the yeah. podcast next week. I'll go live oh. with an apology <laughs> and a congratulations. <laughs> you have to dress oh, up in a suit like in a dark room, which is swallowing. Like, yeah. <laughs> to everybody out um, there. What we wanna what we wanna get out to people is this is it's just about having fun. And I think that's the difference with with retro and modern gaming. Modern gaming can be taken a little bit too seriously uh, sometimes, but with retro, there's nothing else to prove out there. There's no new retro game coming out. And I think people are there because they love the scene and they wanna be there to experience games that we experienced when we were younger and what got us into gaming. I want to go because I just want to go over to a, a stall and play some old video games with my friends. I want to be there to talk about the whole event and talk to Graham. The all cast Irish gamers, I'm sure, um, are going to be there. Yeah, so they're going to be there. Great fun as always. Really, really kind of pull a show together, I think, when, when those guys are there. And it's just about having fun. I want to congratulate actually Mary Carol and I believe her daughter Sasha for winning the tickets to Ape It. Uh, uh, they're going on the Saturday, so a big shout out to them. I hope you have an absolute blast. Your name is at the door, so don't worry. You'll be uh, you'll be invited straight in. And yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to meeting up with all you guys and just having a chat and a face to face. Um, we haven't really met. I I met Paddy before last year, but the rest of you, I'm looking forward to you know being in the same room and having some fun and playing some video games and trying to get you to beat me in FIFA. <laughs> Ronan, I will actually oh, publicly challenge you. <laughs> Let's do challenge it, you on this podcast. I have never played FIFA before, but I challenge you to that match. <laughs> Jesus. You've never that. played FIFA oh. before. If I don't yep. score more than five goals, um, I'd be surprised. If you don't score more than ten. <laughs> and I use Swindon you see, they use... If because yeah, I've never played yeah. it, it'd be better if I beat me. <laughs> Sorry about that one, Vano. Another deep Sorry. burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, the, uh, I forgot. I forgot about the fantastic podcast. I'm sorry for forgetting about them, but I can't wait to meet the boys. But there you go. Oh, there's, there's, so, there's so many people there, and so many people want to be a part of this event. Petzo was on. I think I believe it was last week or the week before, and he said that this is one of his favorite events. 
And he's been at a lot, he's hosted a lot of those events. And for him to turn around and say, this is his favorite one, you need to check it out and you need to be there. And I will say to anyone that is there, if you see the red t-shirts, come over, get a picture, post it up in the community. We, we want to build a community that people can have a chat with us. We're not superstars by any means. We're just a couple of friends that love playing video games. And we hope to meet you there and have some, some great fun. Except for Fano, you need to pay to, to talk to Fano. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a show. He's at the door. Yeah, I'll hand out It's a show in itself. It's a show in itself. Fano will talk to you. He'll ramble on. You ramble on. You get sick of him, like, but he's alright. You're like one of the guests that come <laughs> for a selfie. Twenty quid yeah. for a selfie. <laughs> I'll take the picture as well. Twenty. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Go to Apex, and I can't see all he's there. Yeah, most of us are going to be there Sunday. Paddy will be rocking it both days because he's a workhorse, and I am working Saturday in my normal job, so I can't make it up until the Sunday. So, uh, whatever day you really, go, there'll be a presence for it for uh, Republic there. I can't really say like going down playing games and talking to people as a workhorse, but like I'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to call it work, I don't pretend mind. it's work. Pretend. It's going to practice FIFA for the Sunday. That's what it is. That's what yeah. I do. He wants to win that T-shirt. I'm gonna rig. I'm gonna rig the controller. I give him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's who's in the uh, Republic of Game and um, FIFA tournament with you in the final? In the final, uh, just to let you know there, everyone, I'm in the final once again. Again, anyway. again. We, just, we, just, we decided that he's not allowed in the next tournament, so don't be worrying. Yeah, I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shout out to a good friend of mine actually john hart i grew up with john and he bet Derek grind in the semis to to go on into the final so i'm against john hart uh, just a quick shout on that we're going to be playing this friday and what we're going to do is 15 minutes before i think we're going to maybe nine o'clock and we're going to do a 15 minutes talk about the competition who we met along the way road to the final basically and then we're going to play our game together so it should be a bit of fun and it's going to be broadcasted live to the group so that's uh that's it pretty, pretty me and final can't come on and be commentators that was better crack that'd be you're amazing more than welcome. <laughs> i want to do it lads this would that would make it even better you're more well, than welcome actually, to commentary saturday night doesn't actually don't know where we end up so We'll see. I'll be a dope Friday night. Friday, Friday night, Friday. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Saturday's a little bit busy. So Friday night at yeah. nine o'clock we'll be we'll be going live to the group. So that will lead us on to our next topic of the show, <laughs> which is so we're gonna go the evolution of video games and the mechanics that survived generations. And it can be anything from storytelling to whatever whatever you think. I want maybe you to pick a game that that has survived the the elements within that game have survived to this day and age and games that are brought out still have those things that were created years and years ago so i don't know who wants to kick it off i'm not going to point any fingers to anyone if anyone has an idea Roland, you you kick it off you want yeah, me to kick, kick it off, off. Okay. you kick it off yeah okay so the one the one that i always think about when i feel mechanics have gone through generations and still feel the same is is from Zelda Ocarina of Time. I think because that game was so revolutionary at the time and it did so much to the gaming industry as far as ideas that it had. The, so there's a couple of things. There's 
the open world element in, in Zelda holds up to this day and age. And you can see elements of what I loved about Zelda Ocarina of Time is when you walk out into King, uh, sorry, um, is it Kingsfield? People are going to kill me for that one. Is it Hyrule Field? Say, okay, say Hyrule Field. So you can actually look across and see different areas that you will adventure to. It's not a case that you put into a loading screen and then you're there. You can actually look across, see the volcano that you have to go to in the distance and walk over to that volcano. They also do another thing, which I, I didn't see beforehand, which was the sun sets and, and rises and it becomes a day and night cycle, which we still get. Now, in this day and age, that's just a normal thing, but we still use it and it, it's still... I believe that Zelda was one of those games that really just pushed the, the games to a, another level. And yeah, the open world element is is probably the one that I will that that, that I think that. went through generations. So does anyone else have a have an idea? Yeah, um I'll talk about the ATB system. So that's the active time battle system. That's kind of from all the old Final Fantasy games and all that. Yeah. Um where people secrets have to wait their turn and yeah exactly secrets of mana no secrets of mana isn't oh, no, 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 that's not, sorry i got mixed up there right? um so like final fantasy um uh the likes of persona and stuff like that all these kind of games now kind of take on that system and it, it's held up really well over the space of time and because rpgs as a whole are holding up that system's going to last forever um just having to wait your turn and then take out your ultimate attack once you're low on health or your gauges come up and stuff all these things still exist now in games and they were came about in the 80s yeah. like at the birth of at the birth of modern video games and they still hold up and people still use them and people still get frustrated by them now yeah that's yeah. a fantastic one uh, for me it'd be the story in, a, in video games i know i know it's so simple just to say it but like that's what everyone's into it for and we all start and it's just even if it's going from saving a princess or just becoming number one in a race or you know it's always about that story through and that's what gaming really is about through the whole like from the start to the finish from pong to win a tennis match <laughs> i know it's not a big story but if you like th th i think a lot today in modern games have lost you know, like to keep bringing out like um, the modern warfares, the mm. battlefields. Like I don't really, not really mind. Like stories are about six hours long, right? And then you've yeah. got you go back to the older games, and you could be playing for days and days and days. And I wish it'd go back to that. Like for me, that's that's the best thing that's come, that's survived through the whole. It's a story, and I don't think it's never going to die. No, uh, that's a that's a great one stories when you when you say that i i instantly think of back to what fano was saying is, is a you know final fantasy game that just has yeah. that characters and story that really bring you in and you care about them and i think if any like people play final fantasy yes for the gameplay and, and everything else but i think it's it is the connection with them characters that really that really hits home and really yeah. gives you that memorable feeling towards that game. So that's that's a fantastic one. I suppose like when the next one's coming out, it's like you're continuing the story. You're like, what are these guys up to? I want to like it's like a book. You're escaping to a world, and you enjoy it. Like that's why it's such like first person or um, story game, like single player story games today. The likes of God of War and stuff really bring that back. Where it's like you're escaping to their world, you're following their story, and I, like I think that's the best thing about gaming. Multiplayer is good as well, but like 
escaping by yourself. It's like reading a book. To me, it is anyway. Yeah, it's like it's like watching a movie or being immersed in something that just yeah, takes it's you an away. Art. Definitely. Kev, what what do you have in well, um I don't really have a specific uh a specific mechanic, but more style of game that has survived and evolved in recent years. Like it's a point and click adventure game. Like you go back way, way back in the eighties and you had Ultima and King's Quest and then you moved on to stuff like Sam and Max and Secrets of Monkey Island and all the Telltale games recently, Walking Dead and Back to the Future and Game of Thrones and like that really that type of stuff really survived. And but it's in recent years it's kind of evolved as well into it hold into its own thing, like a game so called the walking simulator, like really story heavy games, especially quantic dream games like um, Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and most recently Detroit Become Human. Like really story-driven games where you have to find, you have to really search around to find what you need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Jack, Jack, if you're there. I'm still here. <laughs> what, what do you reckon has survived through the One, ages? With the fact that, uh, Fano has said the ATP system. You've said the open world, and Paddy said the the story. whole uh, story. They're the three biggest ones I was thinking of. But at the same time, one that actually sticks out to me was actually a glitch, and that's combo systems in fighting games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was originally a glitch. I think it was in one of the Street Fighters or something. I think I can't remember exactly what, but it was originally a glitch. Combos weren't originally allowed or put into fighting games. But now, all of them rely on it. There is no yeah. fighting game out there that you can't rely on a combo to win. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair, fair point. point. Yeah, it definitely revolutionised it and made it more competitive. Yeah, for sure. Like you have to be able to know these. As as Brian was saying last week, it's you have to know every combo in a lot of these games to be able to beat somebody. And yeah, and you need to know every combo of every character just to really yeah, exactly, make yourself yeah. to be able to be able to compete at a high level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, another one that I had just there that I thought of it when you guys were were chatting is checkpoints in games. Seem to now I know we we didn't always have it. It was a case that meant before memory cards. But I believe like at the start of the the memory card or the saving process, we had moments of getting to an area and you hit that checkpoint and it's a feeling of never having to go back through that last level. And I know that's not totally retro, but well, before that we had a password interrupted. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where you'd finish a level and the game would give you a password. I totally forgot about that. Actually, yeah. that's, that's deadly. <laughs> that's a great throwback. Actually. Do I remember Artworm Jim? Yes. Oh, what a game. <laughs> what a difficult game. You know what game I'm after thinking of with passwords? Pandemonium. Pandemonium. Okay. That was one tough game, and the only there was no save points. It was all passwords. Did Grand that was a PS1 game. Have passwords, or am I am I thinking wrong? No, I think was that cheats. Yeah, cheats. Yeah, passwords for cheats. Hang the DJ was was the password. Yeah. I think you put passwords in for cheats. That was the original GTA cheats. So is cheat is actually there's a funny one just to to counter it. Is are cheats something that we've lost along the way or? Like you don't hit, I, really hear of people cheating think, anymore. I think GTA is kind of like, cheat, can you cheat in the new GTAs? I think you can. There is, yeah, I believe. There's not a lot of games that still do it anymore. But I I'm, think. Yeah, I'm not talking about 
somebody hacking the internet and breaking no, the no, game. No, 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 I think like about codes, like codes the in developer. your controller and stuff. The developer it's called DLC it. nowadays. Yeah, DLC. <laughs> that's another, that's it, another thing it, about, about retro games and stuff like that. They didn't have, they came with the full game and you plugged them in and you played straight away where today is you get a game, it's not really finished <laughs> and you have to get a five gig patch and then you have to buy a DLC and then you have to do this and then you have to do that. <laughs> it's a lot of simplicity but, lost in it, isn't it? But that's true, but to go back to earlier about indie games, a lot of indie games that are copying the old retro style add in cheats. They, they are the full game usually. Mm. And to bring it back, to Shovel Knight, for example, that has cheats. That's the full game. The The DLC they released for that was two different side stories for two characters from the game. Yeah. It was never released as a, oh, yeah, let's continue on the story with this DLC. This is just two side stories for two of the the characters. There were bosses, a third one coming yeah, out soon. I've seen that one. No, that's, is... that's, it's all good. Um, anything else that you guys think have have survived or even lost we've lost along the way like i mean we've lost our whole releasing a disc full package we we've lost i know cheats somewhat along the way i know there is present in some have, games but have games lost replayability in some um, cases yes i think, I think I, a, lot, a lot more than it used than it used to do like a lot more a lot of old games you can still put on and you'd replay and replay and replay super think- mario for one I think there's a couple of things that come into effect with that. Like we get games for free now, which yeah. kind of that helps as well. But um, unless you're someone who's like Jack, who you want to go and get the platinums for things, you're not really interested after you play a game once. No, but like, like if if I went back to the game I was talking about earlier, like uh, Super Goes a Ghost, like that definitely has a replay factor uh, factor because of how hard it is. Um, I don't think that games nowadays really do have that replay factor where you just pick it up and you go and you're so interested in keeping going. You just play it once and then that's really it. For me, or maybe I'd say there is a lot of people out there screaming at me. But they Dark Souls. Dark Souls, yeah. You just keep <laughs> redoing like The platinum thing is a big thing nowadays. A lot of people mm-hmm. are into it. I'm not really that into it myself, but I, I suppose that's where the replayability comes in. I think Fano touched on something that was in my head is... The marketplace is so flooded with games at the moment that it's it's quite difficult to play a game over and over again without another game screaming at you in the background. Okay, I have this game free this month. Will I play it or will I stick to this game that I've been playing for the last week? I think because the the marketplace, we've got so many games coming out. We're in an industry where we need to be playing lots of games as well, so that doesn't help. And I don't know, I just think that... Like, if you go onto Steam there, there is just game after game that you will never, ever play. And then you have the free-to-play section. Then you have games that we're getting for free every month. And I just think the marketplace is saturated. That's why, personally, I don't replay over and over again. Um, but, yeah, that's it's another great point. We've, like also, lo- we've also lost booklets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair one, actually. That is a good one. <laughs> And like discs on the front of magazines. Just open exactly, yeah. the case for the first time and just smelling the booklet. It just smelled so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like a fresh, it was like a fresh book. Like it was the yeah, first exactly. time you open a book. We've lost memory cards as well. Yeah. 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 Well, they're built in. They're massive now. <laughs> it counted as a memory card if you have an external hard drive. Yeah, I suppose it does. Uh, could. Um, we could. 
unless it's on a competitive level anymore, you don't have land parties or anything like that anymore. Everyone just is online now as well. So that kind of takes that, you know, when you get to go over and sit beside someone in multiplayer on the same computer or bring your computer to a place and play fucking Doom hooked up together and shit. Yeah, like yeah. all that kind of, that kind of localized community yeah, but even games is, is dying out very quickly. Yeah, but even like sitting beside your mate playing multiplayer on the same console is dead. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, couch like, co-op is gone. Yeah, couch co-op is, is dead. Like a land no party is not going to happen. There's no going like till nine at night and your mark coming in bed now. Going to come in, going giving out, going. You have to go to bed now. You have school in the morning. You're like, no, but I have to beat. I have the golden gun now. Yeah, but how good? How good was that game, Golden Knight? Like. You go back and you put sitting there playing with your mates. Four of you sitting in the one place playing against each other. Like that was some of the best nights. Yeah. That I ever had. Anyway. Like which even like the wrestling games I used to be able to play. I used to have some crack on them. The games. wrestling games were phenomenal. They were unbelievable. I remember like my mates sitting around uh, taking the piss, picking up a TV. Who wants to watch TV? And just smash it at you. Leave <laughs> on. Get the table. <laughs> Where now, now kids or days are sitting there at home and uh, they have to go on a headset to a person like we do that never met before and play games with them. Like, Remember the multi-tab on PS1, I think it was. Oh, I think, yeah, that, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was our, one of our friends was able to afford that and it was like, you're coming, I don't I don't even like you, but you're coming over to the house. And you're <laughs> Always one of them. Always one of them. He was the guy that, ha- that you had to invite to the LAN party. Yeah, just to get the multi-tab over. He was the only one with the switch and all the e cat five cables. I remember oh we were doing a massive party like that one night, and he was a little bit he was a little bit shy and didn't really like going over to people's houses. We're like, no, come on, like it'll be fun. But he ended up leaving at like eleven o'clock, and we were all just sitting there looking at each other with mo- no multi tab, and it was like our hearts were broken. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the multi tab, God, I I tried to get one of those for years, and just I don't know where it is, too super expensive or something. I just never really. Never had the the courage to just go out and get one. But our friends to play with. Well, well, I had plenty of friends. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember do you remember playing micro machines on the Sega Mega Drive? And you're like, lads, you can't move because if you move the cartridge moves and then the game will freeze. And then we have to start all over again. <laughs> the cartridge had the two port two extra yeah, ports. Exactly. My PS1, I had to turn upside down to get working towards the end of it. Upside down. Oh, yeah. I remember doing upside that. Down, That's yeah. It used to, because the laser was away from the disc, if you turned it upside down, the laser would actually get closer. So <laughs> Scratch I, your discs. Well, <laughs> the only the, the only console that ever did that to me was the Xbox. 360. The original 360. Yeah. The 360 was was a nightmare. The red ring of death and the laser disc. And, oh, Jesus, it was such a bad piece of kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some great I games on it, though. It was a great game, yeah. What about this 20 questions? I suppose we better move on. <laughs> <laughs> we got caught up there a little bit. We got so, caught up. We got, we're reminiscent. So we're going to do something a little bit different this week. We usually bring Una Ming on for our community questions section, but she's going to come on and help the guys with our 20 questions. Anyone that listens to or watches Game Scoop will know this game. I basically pick a game. It's going to be retro theme because of the, the podcast. And... Everyone needs to guess with questions and answers to try and get it within the 20 questions. Hello, Una Ming. Hello, how are you doing, guys? Very good. We're, uh, we've been chit-chatting the last maybe 15, 20 minutes about uh, the evolution of video games. I'm sure you were listening in. I am very much aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
let's uh, Any kick it off. So what I'll do is I have in a in a row here. I've got Jack, Kev, Unaming, Paddy, Seamus. So that's going to be the the rotation of who's going to be answering. Um, you can ask a question or you can try and give an answer. So, Jack, give me your first question. Don't try and answer it straight away. Was it on a Nintendo system? It, give me a second now, because I have... <laughs> <laughs> and it's technical difficulties already. Yes, it was. If you don't know, we're in trouble. <laughs> no, no, I have the information. I just don't want to give you a wrong one. Maybe. Yes, it was. <laughs> Maybe. You should really know when you're wearing a Nintendo hat. <laughs> I said it was. Okay. Okay, so uh, next is... Who do we Kev. have there? Next is Kev. Okay. Um, was it on the NES? Yes, it was. Now, next is Una. Um, was the main character human? Yes, he was. Oh, you! You got that trick. <laughs> the one. So we're on question three. Paddy, is it Mario? No, it is not Mario. Oh, question four. Uh, is it a single player game or can you play multiplayer? It That's is. Oh, it's, it's technically it's a single player game. <laughs> well, it's a single player there. game. Yes, it is. Okay. Question five, Jack. I'm gonna take a stab. Is it Super Ghouls and Ghosts? No, it's not. Question. What was that? Six. Um, Kev. <laughs> Don't be googling. <laughs> you can see the screen change. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No. <laughs> was it the legend of zelda no it wasn't Ooh. question seven paddy hmm. not una no, sorry, una, yeah. sorry una uh, is it bomberman nope <sighs> question eight paddy metroid question You're a nine. woman uh, samus is a woman uh, <laughs> You need to be asking more questions. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we need to nail down what type of game it was. Do you wear a blue suit? No, you don't. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Is it a platformer? Yes, it is. Platformer. Question 11. Hmm. You kind of stole my question there, Jack. Sorry, <laughs> Kev. Any uh, platformer. Um... <laughs> A little hint for you, okay? You're probably, <laughs> no, you're, no, I don't you're do probably it. all stuck on NES. It was not the only system that it was released on. Hmm. <laughs> we are dead air. Dead air. Who Give us another clue. We're on Una Ming, is it? I, no, no, it's okay. me. I just can't think of a question, to be honest. Um, uh, was it a Turtles game? Nope. Question 12. I think it's supposed to be human. I, w I would say Mega Man, but you said he wasn't in a blue suit, so... Uh, is it known to be one of the best games? It would be pretty well up there with being 
let me give you another hint. <laughs> a lot of people would have memory of this game. Okay. Like huge memory. We have some guesses coming in in the chat already. <laughs> anyone, anyone with some good questions in there? <laughs> no, they big guesses though, but I, that would take up the twenty questions, I guess. <laughs> okay, so who's next, Paddy? Um, are you a spy? <laughs> are you a what? A spy? Yeah. No. Thirteen. Seamus? Oh, that, that takes another one out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we're supposed to be Has it franchised to future generation consoles? No, it hasn't. Oh. oh. 14. <sighs> Jack. Crap. <laughs> Jack. Uh, I, th I feel like you've chosen a hard one. <laughs> so what do we know? Let's go through it. We know it's a single-player game. We know it's mm -hmm. a dude you use. We know it's on NES, but it was also released on other systems. NES was not the main system for this game. It's not the it's one that's remembered for. It's not the one that's remembered And for. it's a platformer. It's a, it's platform, a platform game. Why don't you go with... Hmm. <laughs> I don't want to tell you anymore. It's like, I'll just give it to you. <laughs> was its main platform on the N64? No. Oh, God damn it. Many questions is that? No, that is in? number 15. Okay. Kev? Um, was the... You said it was on a different system. Is the system Systems, a, I will say. Systems. Is it of the same era, or is it one system, then the sequel era? Is it of the same era? It's of the same era, yeah. Yeah. So... so we're Nintendo talking... and Sega, and maybe something else. Well, no. If if it's if it's S if it's NES, then you're talking Amstrad and Commodore and the Master System. You're not talking Mega Drive or SNES. Well, it, it, true, okay. Man. I'll give you this one. Okay, it was it was most well known on the Mega Drive. Well, then your 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 last answer was wrong because they're two different eras. Yeah. Well, I I would have considered them the same, but. That shows my lack of knowledge. <laughs> Apologies. Genesis. The Genesis. Okay, I'm going to use one of the people in the comments answer to see if they're right. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, was it Aladdin? Who got that? Uh, uh, Aaron, I think, got it. It was Aladdin. <laughs> oh, God. <Hey>! Literally. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I, 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 was say, I was literally going to say, is there a cartoon involved in it? That was my question. Sally, you, you mentioned it earlier on in the yeah. podcast, and I yeah. was like, oh, God, I can't use that one now. There you go. Well done, Aaron. Well done, Aaron. <laughs> well done, Aaron. Well done. Uh, well, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the brother strikes again. <laughs> At least we got it, okay? <laughs> Yeah, we we got it. We got yeah. it. Hold well on, you know. Yeah, you we got it. All the credit. <laughs> that, re that that really threw me off. I, Aladdin was was not in my head because it was mentioned. I was thinking, did he say that was the game he was playing a few like a few uh, this week? <laughs> it's getting mixed up there. Lion King. <laughs> it was Lion King. Yeah, he said. Lion King. yeah and then the finally said Aladdin. I was like, oh god. <laughs> a bit too obvious and then it totally threw you off so it worked to my advantage <laughs> so what about our questions for the week you know what i mean 
Oh my, we have absolutely loads of them actually, but we're gonna, we have a bit of a mix of things. I just wanna do a, a little little fact checking that we have here. Um, you're talking about Lilac Wars earlier. So that was uh, Star Fox 64, and then it was changed in Australia and Europe to Lilac Wars. Um, yeah. It was a re reboot of the original Star Fox and the only game in the Star Fox series to be released on the N64. Uh, Ronan, you were talking about X-Men Children Atom. It was an arcade game that was produced by Capcom and released on the CP System 2. Nice. Um, and it was the fighting game produced by Capcom using characters under the Marvel comics. That's license. awesome. Uh, you were also correct, uh, Fano, with Hyrule Field. That was the right one. And also with GTA 5, you're talking about cheats. Um, so you can use cheats in GTA 5. I never knew this because I never did it because I just thought that you could just play the game as normal. Uh, you can use yeah. the cell phone and the button cheats yeah. for those. I, I can actually remember, you know, the GTA San Andreas. I could probably still do them cheats. Yeah. <laughs> if you put the oh, controller in my hand, I'd be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. I could do that with Simpsons hit and run myself. And then we have a huge amount of comments as well, actually to get through and a mix of, mix of everything. Um, Kush Good. was talking about the worms for the PS1 would be my best memory playing with the lads up in the room and sweets galore. That's Great game. Nice. Uh, awesome. Passing the controller around. <laughs> and worms then uh, worms for sure. And my other half pork said he recently got a PSP. I can confirm that. And I've got all the eight and 16 bit emulators on it. It beats Super Mario 3 and absolutely loved it. The Lost Levels is the trolliest game I've ever played, but I can't put it down. <laughs> it is. <laughs> nice. It really is. And I remember uh, um, if you had the Super Mario Deluxe on the Game Boy Color and you finished it, you unlocked the Lost Levels as a, like an extra thing in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard him make it cursing quite a bit, so I presume that it's quite hard. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's quite it's quite mad that they couldn't release that over in America because they thought it'd be too hard for the public. Yeah, oh, it was really? a, it was a redo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that they, was the reason why they did it. Yeah, yeah. they re they reskinned is it Super Mario two or three? Yeah. They reskinned yeah, another two. game to be Mario's yeah, Super Mario. They reskinned it to make it a, an easier game for I suppose the European and American uh, market. Yeah. That's madness. Yeah, no, no, and also from Park, actually, he says that played the Lion King on the Master System. It's because of that game that I thought pause was spelled P A W S. Do you remember that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. That good, actually. Um, that's the way I, I spell it. That's just powerful. Oh, my God. Uh, Booley says that Earthworm Jim was on rail. That was a hard game, well, though. It was, it was good, but it was super hard. difficult. Yeah. Um, then uh, Ray has said on things we have lost, going back to that point, demo discs. We have lost demo discs. I got so many games because of demos, and some games I would never have gotten into otherwise. Yeah, yeah 100%. Pony Hawk. And now, I'm, I'm telling you guys, this is quite a long list, so we have quite a lot to get through. We can but... give time to the community. It's okay. <laughs> They're great anyway. <laughs> Ray also says uh, on mechanics that have lasted, um, he's talking about GTA here, uh, the fact that it changed nothing really about it, a, a few graphical changes with each iteration, but the game still f stays fresh and enjoyable from the first one. Um, it's a game for me that revolutionized open world game gameplay with non-linear gameplay, which is so true. And yep. that's great. And on immersive stories, Kush says, I did, not quite retro, but still on just immersion in, in general. Uh, Journey gave me one of the best escapes and memories out of all the games. Fantastic indie game. I totally agree with that. Music but, is class as well. So good. It's such a great name. And without any actual voices or anything, it's amazing. 
Um, and then Porik says, the first console with immersive stories for me was on the PS1 with Legacy of Kane and Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Oh, Soul Reaver, such a good Soul game. <laughs> such good games. Um, and then we have questions, finally. Right. Uh, Ray asks, if you had to save one retro console and it destroyed the rest, what would you save? Oof. SNES. Yep. Mega Drive. I'm going to go Mega Drive as well. But why would you? Yeah. Sonic's better than Mario. I said it. Oh, I'm with you there, Phil. What else? What, what else is on the Mega Drive worth saving? Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. If Lion King. Shinobi. Uh, Mortal Kombat with blood in it. Yeah. Uh, Lion cool King. Spot. Cool spot. <laughs> Lion King. Lion King. <laughs> Uh, EA Sports doubleheader. Who had it? it? Was great. Hockey and Madden. Oh Everyone yes, that was that was class. Uh, I was just can... reading the box. Reading the boxes are in front of him. Yeah. FIFA '97. FIFA run away from the ref. FIFA '97, the best was... iteration of FIFA ever. Fan was like, I'll be selling these games this weekend. You could run away from the ref and knock I out. Don't know if, I don't know if it's 97 or if it's like... No, it's FIFA 93 40. was the one you could run away, it wasn't it? I remember FIFA 97 when it came out on the, uh, the, PS, the PS1. It had indoor football in it. Oh, yes. You could bounce it off the wall and pass to yourself. Yeah. Class. Oh, that was um, brilliant. If I was to say... Oh, oh, sorry. Go on. No, go on. I was going to say, if it's like if it's considered retro, I'd save the PS2. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That way you can play PS1 games and PS2. That's a good Ooh. point. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, or the original PS3 when they first came out to release one. You could play three, two, yeah. and one. Oh, that was They're, re they're really rare, though. Yeah, no, but I just very... want to play Warhawk again. The cost they're meant to be very finicky. Mm. They were meant to have died as easily as the original Xbox 360s, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Ooh. Um, we actually have two more questions. Um, at, and just to confirm, it was uh, FIFA 94 that you could run away from the ref, just randomly. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron has a question, which is, ah, okay, right. Uh, anyone got a retro game, game that they hate? He says he hated, hates Zelda, he hated it then, and he hates it now. <laughs> he didn't specify wow. which Zelda. <laughs> I'm sure he's on about Ocarina, more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Which is wrong. <laughs> 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 There's no right or wrong answers, but you're wrong. <laughs> um, that's a good question. For me, it'd be uh, Castlevania games. I could never get into them. What the? Yeah. <laughs> the <Shock. Eject. laughs> Very frustrating. Um, the Barbie games. Or, yeah. what? No, no, that's why I would have played them. But it was one of those things like I have nieces and nephews, and like as I was coming yeah, up, yeah, they yeah. started they started to like, move into my house and play games and stuff. These things were always just kind of laying around. I was kind of like, no. <laughs> then were the Toy Story games. The Toy Story game was impossible. It was that great, was, though. It was a great was game. Very tough. I hated it. <laughs> what was a good Toy Story game? Toy Story 2. That was a good Toy Story game. Yes, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Aaron wishes the whole Zelda franchise didn't exist. Apparently so. Seems very. Uh... <laughs> Actually, he did say that. Yeah, he just wow, <laughs> pretty out of it. ET was pretty that. brutal. What was the ET game? There was a reason oh, why yeah, it was buried yeah. in the oh. desert, and it should have stayed there. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
yes, that one. <laughs> they nearly took down gaming. And I will say this, and I'll get a bit of hate for this, but Battletoads as well. That that game can eat, you know what? <laughs> as if you know who. I, oh my god! <laughs> I I've got one that's going to get a lot of hate, and it's more so because I just never could get into it. Sonic. Oh my god! I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic, why do you hate Sonic? It's not the case that I hate it. I just could never get into it. I could never buy get get the hype of it. Like. Like, I enjoyed Sonic Heroes for the PS2, but that was as far as my whole enjoyment in Sonic went. I've only ever enjoyed two Sonic games, and that's the first two. Mm-hmm. That's, that's after that I hate. I don't even talk about that Sonic Underground 2, the most shadow in it. I can't even hear that song without playing into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> I could never get, get into, and everyone is going to hate me here, Final Fantasy. It's grand. No, well, good. I mean, I'm not going to hate you for it. I, I, I totally yeah. understand because they're long games. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's not just a long game. It's the turn-based systems and stuff like that. I just don't, I just don't get that. Not honestly, Paddy. You know, you all of you know that I just can't get into seven. Yeah, that's just a turn-based thing. It really puts me off. <laughs> Everyone's gone quiet. Let's move on. No, that's I, I like I can understand that as well. I can understand it with the turn base and stuff. My brother is the exact same. He's like, why do you look at people like choosing and choose attack and then the attack like what silly crap is that but it's it's more it's more of a tactical thing i think with final fantasy and people just people don't really like you know turn-based and that's that's a totally valid point if you ask me <laughs> yeah the only good turn-based game is is uh pokemon <laughs> oh who said that <laughs> wait, wait who said that <laughs> well unless it's pokemon let's go of course but no, Pokemon is turn-based at its most basic level, no? Yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Like I think it, there's like two. There are two different types of turn-based. The one I prefer is where you actually get to think about what you're going to do. The second, the active turn-based, I hate because it's like you have to move like really fast. Is that Final move. Fantasy Twelve or? Um, I'm not too sure. Active. Um, you could choose active on a lot of them actually. Yeah. Like, for nine, you could choose active. I oh, think. yeah. No, I get you. It's the one yeah. where you have to choose the decision within a time limit. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I know. <laughs> yeah, twelve was the one where it was more real time, and you got your guys. You planned out what you want your guys to do. That's the one I actually really enjoyed. Twelve was good. Gambits was thirteen. Yeah, gambits exactly. Gambits, that's what it was. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Do we have one more question? We do have a question. Unfortunately, it's not quite on retro, but it's from our good friend Dave, and he asked the whole group, "Who is better at Fortnite, Paddy or Dave?" Yeah, see. <laughs> the, thing, the, thing, the thing about this is you come onto my show <laughs> Dave, Dave is now removed from the Republican game and <laughs> he's not like on the pit and I, I'm better at Fortnite thanks for coming <laughs> anyway we'll, we uh, we're doing the shout out yeah I love how he uh, dodged the question. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a do we have a little giveaway to do? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh Unaming has the winner of the PUBG t shirt. I oh I do. Uh, <laughs> wow. You uh, didn't give me a warning about this, Mr. Patrick. Uh, <laughs> I have the okay, answer though. Yeah. The t shirt is uh Shane Porter is tonight's winner. Yeah. Congratulations, right, um, Shane. Well done, that was, it's very very warm 
Paddy's freaking out. It's okay, Paddy. You're better yeah. at Fortnite. It's okay. It's okay. Know, it's really, really, you've really, really hurt my feelings. And uh, we have such a good show until that point. Okay, guys. Let's do, uh, let's do shout out plugs and let's get the hell out of here. Jack, shout out your plugs and let's do well, this. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff at Wax Skills. And if you want to follow my Twitch, it's it's the or yeah, it's the Platinum Jack, or is it? Oh no, it's Platinum yeah. Jack. Sorry. Nice. Kevo? Well, the easiest place to follow me is on Twitter. I plug everything there, including my uh, Twitch streams, which I've started doing every Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. GMT. And if you're interested in wrestling, hit me up on Twitter because me and Aaron are going to be starting doing a wrestling review show this weekend. Nice. 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 Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitch these days, so I am Unitex over there, Y-U-N-I-T-E-X, and that's where I'll be playing all things RPG. Glad to have you on, Una Ming, as always. Paddy? Sorry, I forgot to tell people my actual Twitter. It's at Kevin Toner. <laughs> <laughs> We've got confirmation. <laughs> Paddy? Uh, I'd like to say thank you to Nadine McGillick from Master Perry Gaming for giving us the t-shirt to give away to one of our members. I'd like to say thank you to 8-Bit that will be hosting us this weekend. Uh, we'll be hosting a podcast live from the venue. And I hope to see all the members from Republic Gaming there. Just give me a hug and tell me I'm good at Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say thanks to all the lads coming on the show. And you can find me at Paddy the Pagan on Twitter. And if you want to contact me, just get through the Republic Gaming website or on the Facebook. That's it. Cool. Thank you. And Fano? Uh, for me, it's just Twitch and Twitter, and they're both at Maroxide. Or if you really want me, just tag me in something on the Republic of Gaming community page. Deadly. Um, I am now the Alpha Fox on both Twitter and Steam. Hit me up. I need a couple of more Steam friends because I need someone to come and show me how to play PUBG because I haven't a clue how to play. Maybe the guy that won the teacher can come on and show me how it's done. <laughs> this has been another great episode. We're still finding our feet with these podcasts and I think we're getting into a flow. And we're going to be doing it again weekly. We're also having that show at the weekend that I'm really looking forward to. I just want to go and have some fun and promote APID as well and try and get those guys on the map. Well, they're on the map already, but I want more people to know about it, more people to come and just enjoy the atmosphere that's there. At the end of the day, this show is about APID and the conference. And I want to thank Graham for uh, hosting or having us on his event and um, I'm looking forward to checking out all the vendors. Thanks to Jack, Kevin, Una Ming, Paddy and Fano. Once again, this has been the Republic of Gaming podcast, episode seven, eight bit special. And we are out of here. Goodbye. See you.